in the building. My life been a movie, I should have filmed it. Nicely with the pen game, pops taught me to spit game. Get your cameras ready, we heavy catch when I'm in frame. Product, opinionated, but I'm coming through smooth with it. I be kicking back, you could Google it. When I'm black to the boot, get the truth, just another lane lock. I'm a Crown Heights legend, still repping the same block. Whoa. You are now listening to the Life of Product podcast. Yeah, what up, what up, man? It's the boy Product. You are now locked into the Life of Product podcast. This is episode 26. 25 was dope, man. I, I, I got to pat myself on the back for that. Y'all really rocked out with the kid. 25 was about greatness. And I told y'all a while back, I am the inspiration dealer. I will show you your greatness. You might not... You might not see your greatness. Guess what? I'm going to see that shit from a mile away because that's my job. That's what I do, man. So to all of y'all that regularly hit me up about it, about my shows helping y'all, thank you. Please keep hitting me up. <laughs> keep reposting, man. A lot, of y'all, a lot of y'all putting my stuff in y'all stories, and that shit is really helping me, and I, I appreciate that, man. So, you know, I might not be able to get back to all of y'all, and I try my hardest to get back to at least most of y'all because I, I kind of come, sometimes it gets a little overwhelming. So, excuse me, I can't get to all of y'all, but... I love y'all. Keep rocking out with the kid. I am the inspiration dealer. That's what I'm here to do. This is my job. For today's show, today's episode 26. Today's show, I kind of want to go a different route. This is not going to be like the traditional topics that I usually talk about. This is going to be more like a mental health check-in. Today's episode is called Mental Health Check-in. I feel like a lot of us are not doing that for our friends and our family members or the people in our circle. And this is this is something we need to start doing regularly. I feel like I feel like at least once a week you need to hit like the people that mean the most to you. Hit those people up and just to check in on them. Don't ask for anything. Just see how they are. Don't ask them to do anything for you. Don't even talk about your life. Try to try to uh, dwell on what's going on with them. You know what I mean? Pick their brain apart. They they might need your help. They they might need your help for something. There might be something going on that they they're hiding. They don't want to talk to you about because. We, we're, we're going through some shit right now, honestly, man, excuse my mouth, but serious shit is happening right now in 2021, and you can't tell me that everyone is not going through some stuff. You One person might be going through more than the other person, but we're all going through some shit, so this is a mental health check-in. You know, a lot of us, and I hate that I always touch base on the whole pandemic, but this is what we are experiencing right now. A lot of us have lost uh, family and friends to this pandemic. I've lost friends. Some of my friends have lost their parents or their family members to it. Some of my friends have lost their significant other to this whole pandemic and shit. I had I had a really good friend of mine I used to work with. Uh her and her man had caught it last year and she passed away. And I think I think the year just came or just or is about to come up or just passed. It fucking hurts. It it fucking hurts. It it hurts that, you know, I remember the last time I saw her and I, I I ran into her somewhere, matter of fact, at the airport, and I was like, yo, what's good? What's bong, bong, bong? This was a, she was a very, very nice, happy, energetic person, a very nice person, always kept great energy. You know, rest in peace to little Nikki, man, you know what I mean? Like, we all miss you, and we love you very much. Um, It hurts. It hurts the fact that I can't just, like, go on Facebook and be like, hey, what's going on? How's life? How's everybody? I can't do that. You know, You know what I'm saying? And we have to appreciate every day that we're alive during this shit. We have to. So I'm doing a mental health check-in because a lot of y'all have lost uh, 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 your significant others. A lot of y'all have lost family members. A lot of y'all have lost friends to this shit. Uh, one of my homies lost his moms to this shit. 
last year. His I think his mother passed right after Momo's passed. When I, when Momo's was in the hospital, this is right before the quarantine shit. This was when the whole pandemic, like right when it started. And you know, I'm going in and out the hospital. Everybody's masked up. X Y Z. Boom, boom, boom. You know, seeing people and the numbers were starting to fluctuate with the whole COVID shit. It was scary. It was very scary. And I, I personally have known, and I know people that work in the medical field. They deserve the utmost respect for this shit. Not just the doctors. Yeah, the doctors deserve respect too. But what about the nurses? What about the staff? What about the people that are cleaning up after these people? What about the people that are fixing their lunches and their dinners? These people deserve the utmost respect for all of us because they get up knowing they can catch this shit, go to work every day, mask up, put a hazmat suit on, whatever the fuck they're putting on, and they're putting their lives at risk for our friends and our family members. That's what they're doing. We need to pat them on the back, give these people their flowers while they're here. And, and that's something to me that we're not doing enough of. You know, it was crazy. Like I, I, like I said, I know people that have lost family. I know I know people that had this shit. You know, you know what I'm saying? Imagine you had it or one of your family members passed away from it within the last 12 months. And you go on TV or you go online and you see people mad because they had to wear a mask for the last 12 months. That's like a smack in the face to those people. That is a smack in the face. This shit has taken a toll on us. You know what I mean? It, it's enough to drive you crazy. And I, I said on another show a while back, I was reading that the domestic violence numbers had risen over the quarantine and just the whole pandemic in general. Remember, the courts were closed. The courts were closed. And, you know, a lot of the jails, if a lot of y'all don't know, a lot of the uh, jails in certain cities, New York and one is one of them. I was told it was letting people out early because of the whole shit. I ain't going to get too much into that because, you know what I mean? Bong, bong, bong. But a lot of people were let out early. The shits was either overcrowded or people were catching it and they were dying in jail. So the jails was letting people out early. The domestic violence numbers heightened during this stuff. I was reading something, right? According to the National Coalition Agency, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence, by last year, a record of 10 million people were physically abused each year by an intimate partner. This was men and women. You know what I'm saying? In 2020, over 500 gun-related fatalities uh, had hit that record, and that was over uh, over the quarantine last year. So this shit is this shit is it's it's been bad. It's been really bad. You know, imagine being in a relationship with someone, and the only time you get a break from that person is when that person goes to jail. You understand? Now there are both men and women in domestic violence relationships. It's not just men. It's not just women. You know what I'm saying? I can I'm a man. I can only speak. From the man's perspective, and, and I'm saying this to the men out there, if you have hit your woman, if you are, if you partake in that shit, please stop. Please stop, especially, especially if you have children, because children seeing their parents fighting, it's gonna, that energy is gonna trickle down to them. They might get older and they might become abusive. You don't want your sons to become abusive. You don't. You really don't, because... Some of these girls grow up and they got brothers. They will kick the shit out your son. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They will. They will whoop his ass. You know, a, a man hitting a woman is not the wave. I, I've been arrested for domestic violence, but I didn't even, I didn't even do the shit. And you know what I mean? To, to the whole energy of it, it puts a great cloud over you. You, you. But when you're in handcuffs, because your woman and you and your woman got into an argument and they call, she calls the cops on you, the cops... They're trained to automatically treat you like you've been abusive. You get no love, yo. You get no love. None. You know what I'm saying? So the, the crazy shit about this, 
there are people right now listening, going through this, and I'm not trying to single y'all dudes out that are that are abusive to your women and that are putting your hands on your woman. Just please, like whatever whatever you're going through right now in life, whether you've lost your job, you're on unemployment, any kind of thing, you're, you're having it hard, you're unhappy. There is another way. Channel that anger another way. And and you know, a lot of people have lost their jobs and they had to get on unemployment. You know what's fucked up about the government and the United States in general? People that were receiving unemployment, I believe, have to file it on their taxes. They have to pay taxes on that shit. Well, guess what? How are you going to pay taxes on that if you're still receiving unemployment? So what, you're going to take your unemployment money and skim some of that off to pay the taxes you owe on this shit? What are they sending, like a 1099 for that or whatever? It's bullshit. It's bullshit. So let me tell y'all something to the men. Listen, I can relate. I understand. I understand what you're going through. I understand you're unhappy. You might have wifey at home. You might have two, three kids. They might be younger kids. The kids, from the time they wake up, they're yelling. They're hungry. You're on. Un- you're on unemployment. You might not have money to feed your kids. You want to wild the fuck out. You want to throw something. Go work out. Go go in the bedroom. Do some push-ups. Go outside and, and, and jog around the block. Do something else. Direct that energy somewhere else. If you and wifey can't get along, listen, there was times when me and my BM couldn't get along, I would take the kids and leave the house. Instead of just leaving the house and leaving the kids there, I would take the kids and do the honorable shit, come back when the sun came down. Throw them in the car, be like, we're going to go to grandma's. We're going to go here. We're going to bong, bong, bong. That's the type of stuff I did, and I'm not trying to say that. To put myself above y'all, I'm trying to give y'all some type of advice and trying to help lead y'all to some other path because you don't want to end up in prison during this pandemic for that shit. You don't want to end up with the restraining order for seven years and you can't have access to your kids now. You, you understand what I'm saying? Because this is how it really gets. See, people, a lot of people, and I, I, I don't want to stay too long on the whole domestic violence shit. A lot of people don't really know how far this shit goes. They really don't know how far this shit goes because it could go so far to where your kids end up in the system. Now, they're the ones suffering. Say if the both the parents is fighting, both the parents fighting, they put holes in the wall, boom, boom, boom. Now, you got social services coming to the crib. You understand what I'm saying? You, you're only going to get so many fucking uh, social service calls before they step in and say, all right, we're going to take the kids from you. Do you want that? Do you really want that? Now, I'm not trying to single... The men out on this and saying, hey, the, hey, you're the man, it's your fault, it's your fault. Nah, because I've seen situations and been in situations where the woman started this shit. And I'm not trying to victimize or villainize these women. I'm not trying to villainize y'all. But men, I understand. I totally understand and I totally get it. You might be in a relationship where she's very difficult to deal with. Well, guess what? Men, we are leaders. You have to know when to lead and you have to know when to throw in a towel and walk away. Now, I know that's easier said than done. I know you're probably listening like, I can't walk away from my kids. I can't do that. Guess what? For your fucking freedom and for your kids to not be thrown in the system, you might have to walk away from them kids. I'm not saying just turn your back and just be like, all right, let somebody else raise you. That's not what I'm saying. You might have to save your bread up, go get another crib, go get a one bedroom and get visitation. You might have to do that. But guess what? If you have to do that, think about the long run. You just saved yourself from another uh, uh, a record. You just saved yourself from your kids seeing you and their moms knuckling up because it's going to hurt them. Now, you don't want to keep doing that and your kids feel like they have to choose. You don't want them to feel like they have to choose. Now, they're, they're, con- they're um, conflicted. They're caught in the middle. And that's one of the worst things and one of the worst feelings as a child to watch your parents fight and argue 
and you don't know, you, you, you're you trying to find out who started it. Oh, this one started, that one started. Nah, you don't want to do that. Gia, it's the boy Product. This is episode 26 of the Life of Product podcast. We will be right back. Shouts out to Angle for the distribution. We got to pay these bills. I'm going to come back with the second half of the show. Gia, what up, what up, man? It's the boy Product. You are now locked into the Life of Product podcast. We all back. This is episode 26, man. Um, Mental health checking. Um, I'm not even going to lie to y'all. I'm going to keep it 100% real. I was not going to record the show today. I was not going to record the show today. I had everything set up and I was sitting, um, going through my laptop. I had a lot of things going on and I just really felt overwhelmed. Very, very overwhelmed with a lot of different things. I'm not going to get into like detail on it, but I felt like something spoke to me. I felt like God spoke to me and was like, nah, drop this episode. Get behind that microphone and bong, bong, bong. Because to me, what I'm going through might be smaller than what you guys are going through. This is a mental health check-in, and I feel like a lot of us need to come together. We need to put our circles together, and we need to really just be there for one another. That energy creates a better lifestyle. If we keep building this energy where we are there for each other, where we're checking in for each other, we can ultimately do better. We can ultimately get through this. Um. So to all of the fellas, I want to talk to the fellas right now for a second. I wish you well. I wish all of y'all well. I pray y'all are stable and you guys are maintaining. I, not just not just mentally, not just spiritually, financially. I pray your finances are good. Because finances play a huge part on how we look at life. It plays a huge part in our attitude. It plays a huge part in our households. Not just our bills, but how we maintain and, and deal day to day with our children and with our significant other. If you have a significant other. You know what I mean? Like like money. Money, money is real, man. Um, I know a lot of y'all been fucked up since this pandemic started. I'm, I'm going to keep it real with y'all. At a certain point last year, I was fucked up. I had a few things happen. Um, I got fucked over from somebody earlier last year. It put me in a hole. After that, I tried. I bounced back a little bit. Boom, the pandemic happens. But I told y'all in a, in, in a few episodes, and I explained some of this. I'm a very God-fearing person. I might not go to church um, every Sunday, but I pray at least three times a day. And, I, and I'm, I'm a firm believer when you put your faith in God, when you just sometimes just let go, he will hold you down all the time. He will take care of it for you. And, and I urge y'all, all of y'all, whether you're a Christian, a Baptist, a Buddhist, whether you're a Muslim, you need to create a relationship and build a relationship with the higher power on your own, on your own level at your own time. You might not be ready right now. You might try and enforce it. If you force it, it is not going to work. But I, I, I feel like financially, the, fi- the burden, financial burdens, have played a part in our mental health issues, especially within the last 12 months. Within the, within the last 12 months. I know people going through it right now. I got a family member. He's going through it right now because of the pandemic. And he's had a, a few other things happen and just all of that stress trickled down. And, you know, I love you, Cuzzo, and I pray everything is going to, you know, line up the way it has to. And, I, and I'm a firm believer that it will. So right now I'm talking to the men right now. You know, we've endured a lot during this pandemic, watching watching people get killed, watching George Floyd get killed, watching all of our men and women get killed on fucking camera phones, reading about it. Look at look at the, the protests that was happening last year. Now now they want to pass fucking laws and shit. What uh 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 with the with the voting laws down in Georgia, all kind of it's bullshit. It's 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 they're setting themselves up for a win and setting us up for a loss as they always do. And I and I fucking said it. You know I say things on the show sometimes where I, I'm a firm believer that, yeah, I might have kind of went too far. I might have went too far with it, and I'm a firm believer that there might be people that's going to say, you know what, we're not going to sponsor his shit because of what he said. Guess what? Y'all wasn't fucking with me in the beginning. 
if y'all fuck with the kid, I appreciate it. I, I love y'all and I appreciate y'all. But if y'all not fucking with the kid, guess what? It's just another walk in the park for me. I've been self sufficient. You know what I'm saying? And and I don't and I mean that respectfully. I'm not saying that in a mean way. I'm not saying that to create enemies. I'm just keeping it hundred percent real with y'all. My people are going through it right now. Us black men, we are fucking going through it. You know, everything like I said, from watching our people get killed on camera phones, uh uh, and then watching the cops who did it just walk away. That shit hurts. It hurts. It's put fear in us. And fear leads to control. And that's what they want. They want us to be fearful so they can control us. You know, and I'ma just I'ma just say this shit, right? The fact that a cop has the power to pull me over, shoot me because he's having a bad day or he's afraid of me or doesn't understand me, this shit does not sit right with me. It does not sit right with me. The fact that a cop has the power to pull my sons over when they get older, fuck them up shoot them and walk away, it does not sit right with me. It does not sit right with me. What doesn't sit right with me is the fact that we have a group, a Black Lives Matter group, and my own people hate them for whatever fucking reason. You could call them full of shit. You could say whatever you want. I haven't seen none of y'all step up and rally for black people. I haven't seen it. So until you can step up, put your life on the line, your job on the line, shit like that, boom, 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 don't talk to me about that. Because they stepped up when we really needed them. You know, you understand what I'm saying? I don't know what they do in their personal lives. I don't know what they do behind cameras, behind the paperwork that's pushed, behind closed door. I don't know. But guess what? I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Because every... Listen, man. And like I said, I, I keep it 100% real. Since I've been a child, every black person since I've been alive that has stepped up to rally for their people... And to put their best foot forward, they get shitted on. They get called names. They try to get them caught up in conspiracies. Everything. Everything from Jesse Jackson to Al Sharpton. And, and it's, it's hurt. But what, what y'all need to understand, they are human beings. They are human beings. We are all flawed human beings. Whatever you don't like about that person, there might be somebody that like 10, time, 10 things more. There might be somebody that like 10 things more. And I, and I, try, I try to look at things... Um, from every perspective possible, every perspective possible. There was a um when I was like in I think in the third or fourth grade, right? I remember when, they, when we had the Crown Heights riots, and I remember the little boy and the little girl. I think they went to two twenty one with me. I used to go to PS two twenty one. They were the same age as me. I believe they were Bayesian. Um, they had came from Barbados and shit. So the father had bought the son a bike. It was a boy and a girl. They were cousins. Um, they were playing on the corner of a uh, president in Utica, I believe. And somehow, I don't know what happened, but the Jewish man, a Jewish man was driving the car. The car lost control, hopped the curb and killed the two kids and pinned them on the, on the corner, right on the corner. And um, there was speculation of people trying to say he was hit. That's what happened. I remember the man um, either ran away or he was, um, they acquitted him, let him go. He went to Jerusalem, hopped on the flight, went to Jerusalem. Al Sharpton went over there and attempted to make a citizen's arrest. You understand what I'm saying? Of course, it didn't stick because they wasn't giving him that. This was the 90s when it was, oh, you're black. Get the fuck out of here. But the fact that he tried to do that, I appreciate that. So to all the black men out there listening, right, we we might feel like there's nobody here to help us. There have been people to help us and there are people to help us. You know, you understand what I'm saying? So let's let's pat these people on the back while they're alive. So, you know, all the Al Sharpton jokes be going around. And people talk shit about him. They call him this. They call him that. Well, guess what? I remember as a child seeing him in Crown Heights doing what he was doing. I remember that trying to help us. You know, you know what I'm saying? 
and it hurts, man. It hurts that it hurts as as a just as a black man. This is a mental health check, and so you know, I wanna I wanna speak my piece for a minute. As a black man, listening to people of other races speak and say how they feel about us and how they see things, it hurts. It really hurts. And you know what? I'm always down for a good debate, but sometimes I just I'm quiet enough fall back. I'm quiet enough fall back. I was about this about ten years ago, right? About ten years ago, I was having a one-on-one call, no, a group conversation where it was me. Um, I think it was um me, two Dominican dudes, and this Italian kid. The Italian kid was from Bensonhurst, right? So I don't know how Al Sharpton's name came up into the whole midst of the conversation. And the Italian kid goes, Oh, fuck Al Sharpton. Fuck him. That's why we fucking ran him out of our neighborhood. So I was like, Why did y'all run him out of your neighborhood? He goes, Oh, because he came over there and he was mad because they wasn't renting or allowing black people to move in. We fucking ran him out. And I'm looking like, Wow, do you hear yourself, dog? Do you fucking hear yourself? And I gradually just walked away from the conversation within like the next 10, 15 seconds, maybe. Because for me, that sounded like, fuck y'all, we don't want y'all here. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, as a black man, I feel like these mental health check-ins are important because simple conversations like that can spark something in us. It can make us feel anger. It can make us feel emotionally sad. It, yo, there's us black men sometimes, and, and like I'm a very hard body dude. I'm a hard body dude. I'm, I work out. I walk tall. I'm a leader. But I feel like sometimes we just need to cry. We need to real talk. And I didn't understand this shit growing up. Growing up, I was I was against showing emotion. I, I would not show emotion for shit growing up. Only emotion I showed when I was a kid was anger. I didn't like crying. I didn't like getting sad. I didn't like, I, I felt like that would break me down. And I felt like showing people my emotion gave them access to a side of me and it gave them power over me. But as I got older, as I'm here now, a man in his 30s, I realized that is bullshit. And I realized sometimes we have to just cry and flush the pain away. You understand what I'm saying? Because we can't we can't change the whole world. We can only change ourselves. You understand what I'm saying? I'm a firm believer we need to stand up against, stand up to the world and against the bullshit that they're throwing at us. I am I am a firm believer and I support that shit. So this was a mental health check-in. Um, I pray all of y'all are good. I pray this episode helped you guys. Keep he- keep hitting my DMs. Keep emailing me. You know, if you need advice or anything, I am I am not a licensed uh, psychiatrist. I ain't none of that shit. But I'm a very good listener. I'm a very good listener. Keep hitting my DMs. Keep hitting my emails. Keep checking the uh, email blasts that I send out weekly talking to y'all. And let me know where you at in life. Let me know where, you, where you're standing right now. Let me know what I can do. On my end, what advice I can give you to help you. Don't ask me for no fucking money because you ain't going to get it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But talk to me. Let me know your situation, man. And I will take time out of my day. If me taking five, ten minutes out of my day to respond to your message is going to better your life, then guess what? Product is going to better your life. Yeah, this was episode 26 of the Life of Product podcast. I'm out, baby. Talk to me. <laughs>